Sometimes I get an idea born out of alcohol that seems brilliant at the time. However, in the cold light of day, or in this case 11 o'clock on a Friday night, broadcasting the latest Paranoid School rock show live from my car on my way home from seeing the Backyard Babies supporting the Black Star Riders at the Forum in Kentish Town sounds appalling. But that is what I'm doing. Obviously I'm not actually driving with my laptop balancing on my legs. I was hoping that now I'm part of Rock Radio UK network that a mini Cooper van with the Eiffel Tower stuck on its roof would be at my disposal. It's not. Thank goodness for Skype, a set of Maplin's gaming headphones and Rock Radio engineer Phil who has a Dropbox folder with all the songs I intend to play this evening in numeral order. Ready to press play up at Rock Radio Towers. Just so long as I avoid the Blackwall Tunnel or Phil needs a comfort break, we'll be fine. I don't care what you say because I'm born to lose. Backyard Babies have just released a live DVD of their recent circus gig, which I purchased about 15 minutes ago from their merch table on my way out. Unfortunately, it doesn't feature the just heard bombed open brackets out of my mind closed brackets from their breakthrough album Total 13. I have to say, even though the Babies set was around the 40 minute mark, they're probably the best I've seen them live since I first saw them back in 1998. Right, last week... Wednesday to be precise, the Vibrators' brand new album, Past, Present.
present and into the future landed on my doormat. I was expecting an email informing me that a download of it was already and waiting, as is the norm in these situations. I didn't. Just one saying that all pledges had shipped. But then there's nothing normal about the vibrators, which I mean complimentary. How many other bands would hook up with previous and former members to record an album? Certainly not the damned. Anyway... That is what has happened, as the title of that album implies. The current lineup of Pete, Daryl Bath and Mainstay Eddie have been joined by Knox, Gary Tibbs and John Ellis to record 14 tracks of potential vibrator classics. The tracks on the CD cover that caught my eye were Stranger Never, Friends Forever and Sweet Trouble, as they were written by bassist Pete and one Andrew Stidolf. Who is Andrew Stidolf? I hear you cry. Well, you might know him better as Stiddy, one-time drummer with the Wild Hearts and currently plying his wares in the Drama Club Rejects. Ten years ago, Stiddy played with Pete in No Direction, a band that should have been, unfortunately. Their last gig at the Bar Monster on the 20th of December 2008 was poorly attended, with Stiddy sarcastically commenting that he was missing that year's Strictly Come Dancing final. So I do wonder if these songs were hangovers from then. Either way, all 14 songs are pucker, each belying who wrote them, but all have that vibrator's feel to them. Euphemism not intended. of the damned as is my won't it seems a new book on them is due to be published by omnibus press on the 12th of june called 
smashing it up a decade of chaos with the damned by kieran tyler and as the title infers takes us from 76 to 86 basically the more interesting years i know of two other damned related books that are in the works one by Barry Hutchinson, who back in the day printed the second time around fanzine. I believe, although I could be wrong, that Barry's will be self-published in late April or early May. The second, that I've alluded to before, is being written by Andy P from the Fear and Loathing fanzine, which unfortunately is still being written by Andy P from the Fear and Loathing fanzine. I shake my head. As with last month... The Damned feature in the latest classic rock. Admittedly, in the reissue section, where Damn, 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 quite rightly, although 40 years too late, gets 10 out of 10. turn to the live section in classic rock to see if future publishing were going to continue with the two four page live features that team rock had so rankled me with for about the last year although i did let them off last month as the damned were one of the subjects at first glance it seemed the format had remained unchanged with glenn hughes followed by the royal republic oh, i'm seeing electric on the uh, first of april no kidding taking up eight pages however lo and behold on page 118, there were four other gig reviews. Shame all four, five if you count Glenn Hughes, were in London. Bands do play outside of the capital, but it's a start. There is, though, the redeeming factor of an interview with Heartbreaker Waterloo, which makes up for the fact I'm still waiting for my In Cold Blood book, which I know I ordered from a third party through Amazon, but can't find any record of said order being placed. It's a shame that the Heartbreakers only released the one album, great as it is, especially if you have the UK cassette, which uh, didn't suffer from the original inferior pressing. Admittedly, Johnny's first solo album, So Alone, can be described as a direct follow-on from the Heartbreakers, even going so far as to feature the officially unrecorded Wrath Lure Thunder song London Boys. Walter, of course, has been... Uh, 
a heartbreaker, also didn't find fame as an uncredited Ramon, but made his mark with the Waldos, whose debut album, Rent Party, is one of those must-have albums that everybody should have in their record collection. So, as discerning music lovers that you are, Seven Day Weekend from said album will be all too familiar. Arguably, punk only really lasted about 18 months, from the middle of 1976 to the beginning of 1978. By that time, the Pistols were no more. The Damned had split for the first time, leaving only the clash from the original three to fly the flag. However, the boys, who had been through the melting pot of the London SS and were, rightly or wrongly, classed as punk, were still going, along with the likes of the UK subs and, the heard earlier, vibrators. Regular listeners to the Paranoid Squirrel BRR UK, that stands for Before Rock Radio UK, will know that in January I went up to the 100 Club for the boys' 40th anniversary gig. The last album, Punk Rock Menopause, came out back in 2014, but over in France... Action Records have already for us to order for €17 Honest John Plain's Acoustic Menopause album. The title is slightly misleading as the record is not a straight acoustic version of Punk Rock Menopause, although seven tracks from it do appear. John's original idea for his Acoustic Menopause was to record all the 15 songs that were recorded for the boys album including the two that didn't make the cut which were old songs and just one beer completely unplugged obviously the inclusion of Jerry Ramone's waiting for that railroad and the stones out of time put pay to that however old songs and just one beer are on it with the former sounding like this <laughs>
strains of the same style of music develop independently at the same time. The first time the squirrel played the hybrid children to me, I said that they were obviously fans of the Wild Hearts. To wit, the squirrel replied that actually the same had been said in Finland when fans of the hybrid children first heard the Wild Hearts. It's been over eight years since the hybrid children released their last album, Fighters One, and to be honest, over the interim years, I've largely forgotten about them. So I was surprised, but pleased to learn, that a new album in the shape and form of Where the Pub Roses Grow has been recorded. The band, although sounding distinctly like hybrid children, have shaken off any wild heart similarity. The first track to be lifted from said album is Bullet Catcher, which sounds remarkably like this. I went looking for freedom, couldn't find it anywhere. We better dance as long as fast as we can. Friday, the Cyanide Peels released their new album, Sliced and Diced, on Damaged Goods record label. And, as Dom Daly's Uber Rock review of the album so eloquently put it, 18 tracks of the most switched-on, succinct, relevant, power-popping punk rock you will hear all year. As per, he's bang on the money. Here's the first track, I Don't Remember. Right. 
also released on the same day from the same label was the Slime 7 Inch Controversial backed with Looney. Slime was Johnny Moped guitarist Slimey Toad's one and only solo single that originally came out in 1978 with the good people at Damaged Goods seeing it right and proper to come out once again but this time on Slime Green Vinyl naturally. <laughs>
was Happily Ever Blind and Tra, a totally bonkers band from Helsinki whose debut album, Pseudo Happiness, was released today. I so hope that they get to play here in London. Voltari meets a dead Kennedys. Oh, what do I know? Uh, last week, I talked about foregoing Johnny Moped at the Lexington on the 19th of August for the Summer Weird Sin Festival up at the Windmill in Brixton. A decision that weighs heavy on my mind. But to alleviate any doubt, Los Pepes, who are on the bill of said festival, have released another track from their soon-to-be-released Let's Go album. Although Perfect World sounds a bit different from what we've been used to hearing from them, it is rather good, justifyingly so. will also be supporting dead boy guitarist Cheetah Chroma at the Underworld in Camden a couple of weeks earlier on Sunday the 6th of August. I do hope that Cheetah's band is the knobs who support Tony Slug, Theo Brewer and Reese Doms. That's right, more or less the Hydromatics. <laughs> Ah! 
soon. Root from some god tomb. Things will be different there. The sun will rise from here. Then I'll be ten feet down. And you'll be nothing at all. Yeah, I got my down machine. I got my electronic drive. Time to do something. Ain't no loser. Gonna suck. BRRR UK listeners already know that I have a problem with the genre known as prog rock. My philosophy has always been that there are only two types of music, good and bad. However, as soon as the prog word is mentioned, I act like a slug that has just had salt tipped upon it. I blame Mrs A for taking me to see Barclay James Harvest at the Town and Country Club on the 16th of February 1992. I have never been so bored. Didn't know any of the songs. The band walk on stage and didn't seem to move from in front of their respective microphones for the whole gig, where I've been used to the damned prancing all over the stage, primarily, of course, to avoid the gob that was aimed at them. To make matters worse, it was released on video, so I could potentially relive the nightmare. Fortunately... Mrs A has never expressed an interest in owning it. Apparently, there's a shot of me sitting in the front row of the balcony crying. And don't get me started on Dream Theatre, one of Mrs A's other pet loves. I am so glad that the band have now priced us out of seeing them live. Last year, I avoided them at the London Palladium as we were technically still on holiday. I say technically because soon as we dropped off our suitcases, I went straight up to the pipeline for death time assembly. This year's tickets for the Hammersmith Odeon concert were around the 100 quid mark. Outside, I looked quite upset. Inside, I was punching the air with delight. Having said that, though, I do own King Crimson's entire studio back catalogue anyway. Many moons ago, friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright and I were in a band together. We went under various names, Chuff, Timeflies and Tunguska, and recorded an album's worth of demos. Unfortunately, we could never find a drummer who shared our Goo Goo Dolls, Masters of Reality and I Love You inspired rock vision. So we went our separate musical ways. Arkwright, for the last five years or so, has been the guitarist in Whistable bass band Flame Pilots. And along with Fuse, Tim and John has been working towards their debut album, which I believe is in the final stages of being mixed and overdubbed. For International Women's Day, the band put up on the interwebs a sneaky peek of the track All She Wants. Whenever I'm asked to describe Flame Pilots, I always reply with, think of Eddie Vedder fronting the Von Herzen brothers with a dollop of Pink Floyd. The Von Herzen brothers and Floyd are the acceptable face of prog in my book or pamphlet. It's prog, Jim, but not as we know it.
Flame Pilots live on the 25th of March at the Attic in Ashford. 28th, they're at the Ballroom in Canterbury for the Kent Marrow Charity. I assume that's the bone and not the garden variety. April the 1st at the New Inn in Whitstable and on the 5th of May supporting the Foo Fighters at the Penny Theatre in Canterbury. Obviously not the Foo Fighters, but as the second F has been turned to the number five. Uh, more new music and beluga recording artists, the Moonbeats, have just released their self-titled debut album from which this track, To Live Pleases Me, has been taken. <laughs>
bugbear that every gigging band has is that once the previous group has finished, the friends and fans of said band pack up and leave. Conversely, friends and fans of the main act should always check out the support, because you never know, you might actually enjoy them to the extent purchasing merch meaning that they continue along their chosen path a case in point of the claytown troop who i saw playing with the damned in july 1989 at the brixton academy i'd never heard of them but was completely blown away the next day i went straight down to our price in bromley to purchase their album which unfortunately as i discovered hadn't come out yet Sadly, the band only lasted two albums, 1989's Through the Veil on Ireland, and then after being dropped, EMI's Out There, which came out in 1991. My favourite track of this is Real Life, which was the lead track from the debut, which uh, luckily I was at the shoot for the video of At the Marquee on Charing Cross Road. I occasionally see vocalist Christian Ruan around town but i've never introduced myself too shy uh, the keyboard player rich williams used to uh, work do some work in a rehearsal studio in hern hill that art cry and i used to use anyway the band is just about to release a strictly a limited ep of the legendary original dungeon demos that got the quintet signed to island records back in 1988 the tracks include the original version of the uh, band's first two singles, Hey Lord and Prayer, alongside Real Life and Chiricano Sun. Rock Radio listeners, you will discover over the course of the coming weeks that my grasp of my native tongue is shockingly bad, nearly as much as my spelling. Here is Real Life from the Hey Lord EP, which is out on Bristol Archive Records on the 24th of March. Lot and time perfectly as I am now walking over the road 
to my like called Chinese, which is still open mixed meat and mixed vegetables. It is for me. I'd like to thank Phil for holding it all together. See, I told you it would work. And all it is needed for him to do now is roll the outro. Until next week, take it easy. <laughs>